I ran into a lot of clients, mostly women, um, probably in their, you know, between 45 and 65 that were really starting to ask themselves, why am I even doing this? What's the point? Um, you know, the, these production coaches wanted me to do all this lead generation. I don't want to do these lead generation. I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to do any of this. And so what we ended up doing is really getting in touch with their purpose and why are they doing this? Um, and it was amazing because as soon as they got in touch with, why am I really doing this? Then all of a sudden it was easy to go make a phone call. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all, and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Today's guest focused all of her energy into becoming a leader that brought out the best in others for more than 20 years. As she burned out, her superintendent told her, although she was doing the right things, she wasn't getting the right results. Figure it out. Or go. With this nudge, Mary Maduna Gross finally accepted the fact that she couldn't compartmentalize the parts of her that hurt from the part of her that she wanted others to see. In order for her to be the leader she wanted to be, she had to stop relying on knowing and doing, and she had to get real with herself about who she was being. Now Mary's a mindset coach helping conscious business leaders be happier, healthier, wiser, and connected to unlimited possibilities. Mary Maduna Gross and Robert have a conversation about self-leadership and the importance it plays in self-development and success. Mary teaches open focus meditation, which for many helps them over the hurdles holding them back from a meditation practice. Mary loves equipping leaders with tools to help them be present and aware of their life and impact. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have this conversation. And uh, we've already been talking for 10 minutes. So we just say we better hit record and get yeah, that's get, right. Get this, so the so the audience can enjoy our conversation. Exactly. No, this has been absolutely amazing um, already connecting with you. And I can tell we've there's a lot of things that we could talk about here today. Absolutely. So typically I let our guests just share their own entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to making the impact that they, they're trying to make in the world today. I appreciate that. Well, I started out not having any idea about entrepreneurship. I want, I was an educator. Um, I remember in high school thinking, seeing that I had teammate or classmates, right. That were not learning the same way I was learning. And I wasn't even trying, like I, I was one of those slackers. Um, and I, I could, I could get away with it. And I saw that I had peers that were working and couldn't get away with it. And I also saw that the teachers didn't seem to know what to do with them. So I thought, okay, this is what I can do. I can help people maximize their potential by learning how to teach. And if I can learn to teach anyone with any kind of disability, then I could probably teach anybody. 
So that was my first intention about going. Uh, I knew I was going to go into special education. And then as, almost as soon as I got there, I thought, whoa, just a classroom, just doing this in a classroom isn't going to be enough for me. Like, I, I want to be able to influence an entire building and even an entire district, an entire system. That's the kind of leader that I wanted to be so that every teacher would feel confident having any student walk into their class and know that they could teach them. That's what I wanted. That was my vision. And I thought that there were two things that I needed in order to get me to that vision. That was I needed experience and I needed academic credentials so mm. that I would learn what I needed to do while I was doing it. And that I would come out the other end, you know, this very lovely, polished uh, leader that was bringing out the best in everyone else. The true, the way that it really played out though, is that about, I, I was at this for some time. So I taught for about seven, eight years. And I was an administrator for about 11 or 12 years. And um, the closing conversation that I had with my superintendent, he brings me in, he says, Mary, it's not what you're doing. He said, I'd be doing exactly what you're doing. But what you're doing isn't working. So you have to figure this out or you have to go. Now, this was after now nearly 20 years of pursuing this passion, pursuing this dream. And part of me was but there was part of me that said, there's no way to do this. Like this, this dream cannot happen, right? Mary, you, you, you're Pollyanna, you're, you're too optimistic. This really can't happen. But the other part of me just in, dug in her heels. I can be very, very stubborn when I want to be. And I, and I refuse to give up on it. I said, no, this is, this, these are the leaders that, that people need. And this is the leader that I wanted to be. So I went back to my desk after that conversation with my superintendent. And I finally asked myself, how am I contributing to the problem? Because to be honest with you, up until that point, I was the solution that was brought in to solve the problem that was there. And so the problem was everybody else. But now that I'm turning that lens back onto myself, the answer I get is a, a model that I learned in one of my psych classes that basically says there's part of you that you know and everybody else does too, but there's also part of you that you don't know and no one else does either. So in my what I know now is that that's really our unconscious uh, beliefs, behavior programs, all of those kinds of things. And so I remember sitting that afternoon like, I don't know exactly what this means, but I also had this feeling like there were, had to be other leaders that felt as passionately about leadership as I did, that was running into the same obstacles that I was. And so I wanted to be the coach that I wished that I'd had. So now entrepreneurship comes into play. So I'm super excited about this. I get my credentials and, and coaching. I, I resigned from my job and I sit at home for a year thinking I was a leadership coach. Now, I didn't tell anybody that I was a leadership coach. I really didn't even tell myself I was a leadership coach, but that's what I was hoping to do. Had no idea where to start. I, the one thing I did that, that year is I did have an internet talk radio show. It was really kind of, even before podcasts were the things that they are now. Um, and, and that, you know, there's no call to action. I had no offering. Uh, there, there was nothing. And so, of course, for after a year of no business, my husband says, let's go back to work and uh, let's figure this out and then we'll try it again. So I did. I had an opportunity to work for a corporate um, uh, entity and we worked in school leadership teams with school leadership teams. So I live in the Chicago area and I was assigned four high schools that were all chronically underperforming. These are, you know, lowest fifth percentile kinds of, of performance. 
it was voluntary. Not everyone had to work with me, but since they were identified, they had to work with somebody and, and that was me. So of my four that I was assigned to, three said, yes, we'll work with you. And one said, no, thanks, Mayor, we got this. At the end of four years, I, I am going to be the first one that was absolutely stunned that those three that I was working with had made so much progress, they were no longer eligible for services. And the one school that said, no, we got this was still in the fifth percentile. Hmm. The data was so freaking obvious. It just, it literally blew my mind. And so the, the bad news, good news of that is, the bad news is, no one expected those schools to change. And so no one was generating new business to bring on when our schools, you know, advanced. So I got a pink slip. Uh, we have no, we have no more clients. Great job. No more clients. You're laid off. Now, I believe that the universe always has my back. And coincidentally, one of the guys that I had gone to NLP training with had a work anniversary on LinkedIn. I happened to acknowledge it, which I was never on LinkedIn. And he said, are you ready to work with me now? I said, well, actually, I am a free agent. What do you got? He was the director of the transformational coaching team for a real estate company. And so what I worked with um, with that company was all of the clients that didn't work out with the production coaches for whatever reason, either the production coach fired them or they fired the production coach because it wasn't working. And so they would come to transformational coaching in a sense, sometimes it was to be fixed. It felt very much like my, my special ed experience, right? You go to the general ed and if you fail out of that, then you come to special ed and we'll take care of you. Um, in that space, I, re I ran into a lot of clients, mostly women, um, probably in their, you know, between 45 and 65 that were really starting to ask themselves, why am I even doing this? What's the point? Um, you know, the, these production coaches wanted me to do all this lead generation. I don't want to do these lead generation. I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to do any of this. And so what we ended up doing is really getting in touch with their purpose and why are they doing this? Um, and it was amazing because as soon as they got in touch with, why am I really doing this? Then all of a sudden it was easy to go make a phone call. I remember one of them was, well, I'm a real estate agent because I believe that through real estate, families can really build financial security. I said, so what if you started your phone calls with, instead of do you or anyone you know have a real estate need, what's your financial security for your family? Do you feel secure with that? Is there anything I can do to support you with that? Right. I do this through real estate. Now all of a sudden they're saying, Oh my gosh, Mary, I talked to these people at, you know, the, the, my, my school's, uh, my kid's soccer team or, or, you know, the community event that was, that they were having and they were adding up all of the contacts of they were talking to. So it really showed me the importance of having that alignment with who we are, with what we're doing. So, in that, in that regard, I finally learned how to build a, a business because I had to learn their business building models in order to be able to coach around the leadership pieces. And that's kind of how I now got on my path and to build my business. And um, it, as, as grueling and challenging as this path is, I absolutely love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some interesting just the, the special ed side from the student perspective, I feel like there's the same expectation that these, these students won't change, but the school also is motivated for them not to change mm -hmm. because of the funding. Yeah. And, and so there's this, I, I, 
my my brother-in-law is 10 years younger than my wife okay who's five years younger than me so he's 15 years younger than me and so my wife and i were together and took him in when he was in eighth grade because his family just <laughs> had lost basically his dad had three daughters and had no idea what to do with a son <laughs> at oh, that point wow. in his life and and uh but so he, he had speech therapy issues because he had four sis three sisters and a mom that answered all the questions for him. Yeah. And so, so I was on the outside looking in and seeing all this happen and wondering, okay, now, now I see why he doesn't get a word in edgewise because everybody answers yeah. the questions for him. And now he's in school and he can't really read and write. Mm -hmm. And the school said, well, he just can use a keyboard. That's all he'll ever need. And they didn't want to solve the underlying issue of, the problem is he can't read and write. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they were getting paid for him to not read and write. And, mm -hmm. and I was heartbreaking. And so to hear a school system at the, at the upper level with the same issue, we don't expect the school to change. And so the funding is just going to be continuous. And, and, yeah. and it's heartbreaking to see that, wait, these things are possible. I'm super Absolutely. proud to say that one of my greatest business moments mm -hmm. is when my brother-in-law started his own business mm -hmm. and then reached out and said, I think I'm the problem in my marriage and in my relationship with my teenage boys. Yeah. And yeah. he read 40 books that year as a 40 wow. year old, hadn't picked up a book to even look at one since, since high school. And, and that personal growth mm -hmm. commitment has changed his life and his business and his marriage yeah. and his relationship with his teenagers. And, and it's 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 so crazy that our culture avoids cause. We avoid cause. <laughs> we it's avoid happening cause. to me. It's happening oh to me. There's goodness. nothing I can do. Yeah. And so the work my wife is doing is is in a very similar place as those women. So now she's helping empty nest women who have never, you know, they've given up their name, they've given up their yeah. identity, they just do whatever needs to be done. They're the mom, they're the wife, they're the the yeah. soccer, you know, <laughs> leader. The, snack provider the why am i even doing this yes and it's helping them rediscover that no underneath all of those roles because yeah. those are just roles they're all temporary for the most part is right. a purpose mm -hmm. there's a purpose <laughs> and, it, and when you dig into your purpose it aligns with so much it makes sales conversations completely different it makes what you choose to do in the entrepreneurial space completely different and and it makes you want to wake up in the morning <laughs> i was going to say it changes how you even see yourself right you see yourself Absolutely. now as valuable and as contributory and and yeah it's fun it's exciting to be able to contribute to the life of someone else in a positive way oh so good and of course so yeah. many things that school doesn't do is help kids figure out purpose but we're so busy trying to help kids, you know, track into a college, track into a career, yeah. pick this, pick that, pick, pick, you know, we got preschoolers. Now they're already looking at college catalogs. Like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> we got to let kids be kids at some point and, and, and let them figure it out a little bit, but love exactly. the entrepreneurial space because it's so, it's a crucible for that personal growth. It, yeah. oh. it, it, it really is the, the place where if you don't face these, thinking things and these right. personal character things, your business will fail. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that I, I realized early on as I was working with entrepreneurs is that importance of the leadership. And yet leadership was often the last thing that they were ever looking at is what does my business need, right? I need lead generation. I need to find clients. I need financial financial systems, right? But leadership was was kind of, I'll, in fact, I had a client who who signed on to work with me. And then she comes back and says, you know what? I don't really need leadership training because I don't even have a team. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, well, I, I'm not, I, I'm not sending my message very clear because to me, leadership, yes, it is often considered what are we doing to other people, right? How are we leading other people? But what I found myself doing was how am I leading myself? Because through my own experience, like I was doing all the right things, but I wasn't leading anyone else. And I certainly wasn't leading myself. Oh, so right? And it was miserable. Yeah. I mean, not only was I miserable and just unhappy, but um, my marriage was, was unsatisfactory and eventually ended. Uh, I was bouncing around from job to job because, you know, it was always them. It was never me. And um, eventually my health, I had a health crisis. And I remember my doctor said, this is chronic stress. You mm. just get to the bottom of your chronic stress and this is going to go away. And, and the truth, the crazy, the crazy of, of it all is self-leadership isn't, isn't taught and entrepreneurs start. And many of my clients start their entrepreneurial journey with this vision, this idea, this dream to do something different than, yes. than what they experienced in the job, but their only experience is the job. And so they treat their company like a job That's and funny. they, you know, I mean, you know, Michael Gerber talks about it in the E-Myth, right? They're the technician yep. and they're really good at the technician part. And yeah, they, they start to realize, oh, I got to do the accounting and I got to do some mm -hmm. bookkeeping and I got to do some of these, I got to do this marketing thing and, and mm -hmm. social media thing. But underlying all of it <laughs> is they don't step into being the leader. And, That's right. And, and leading themselves is the first step. And so my, you know, my tagline is, is very similar, right? I help, I help entrepreneurs shift from working like an employee to thinking like a CEO. Yeah. And even if you're the only employee, you still need to think differently right. when you own a company. Right. And yet most of entrepreneurs will look at it and go, well, I don't need that. Exactly. <laughs> but, it's ex right. but it's exactly what they need to, yeah. to help them think through the things that are causing them to be stressed out, to miss all the family activities, to, to be working 12 hours a day, because now the job by default has taken over their life. That's right. Exactly. Self-leadership is my passion. Mm -hmm. um, that is my specialty because, because again, I was about leading teams and, and even when I started coaching leaders, um, what I noticed very quickly was that the way they led themselves is going to be the same way they lead their team, right? And so if I'm telling them or advising them or coaching them around how they're leading their team, I can't have that conversation if I'm not directing those questions back to them. And so I've really just embraced this whole concept of self-leadership as really being that core fundamental practice that regardless of what you do, whether you work for corporate or you work for yourself or, or maybe you're a stay at home mom, you're, you're still a leader. You're a leader of your own life. And, 
everything that we teach in within this whole self-leadership piece is about how do you understand who you are? What are your strengths? What are your passions? What are you, what are you purposeful about? Um, what is it that you want to create? That's one thing I really realized as I went through this experience is that I didn't know what I wanted. I just assumed that what I wanted was somehow eventually going to show up and that I would recognize it when I got there and then I would be really excited and happy about it. Oh, and most people are exactly there. Absolutely. Right. And, th and that's right? why the job takes over, the business takes over your life and, and you're running the business by default instead yes. of by design. Exactly. Right. And then we wonder why we're so miserable all the time. We're not getting what we want. Well, I haven't even identified what I wanted yet. Let alone, um, let alone make a plan to reach it. Well, exactly. Right. And then that's, that's the last part. Then how do I use, how do I intentionally move towards what I want? And it's not just about creating a plan. I love systems. I really do. But even in my own leadership experience, I was just hoping that the doing would be enough. Mm. Clearly it wasn't. And most and people, so, I think, do believe that, right? We're we're taught, we're taught, work harder, just work right. harder, you get what you want. Work harder, and you get what you want. But if you don't know what you want, <laughs> and you haven't, and you haven't put it down, because most people know, right? They have ideas, right? They have all these yeah. wants: a little yeah, more yeah. money, a bigger TV, a nicer car, you know, a place for the kids to hang out. We we have these ideas, yeah, but we don't write them down. And we no. don't design what we want. And then our, our subconscious mind has no idea because we haven't right. planted the things. And so our subconscious mind is so focused on what we don't have. Yes. And, right. and people wonder why they have money problems and they have time problems right. and they have memory problems. And it's because their subconscious mind is being programmed with, oh, I'm always late. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, this will never work. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm... I miss the kids baseball. I'm, I'm a bad dad. I'm yep. right. And our subconscious mind is getting fed all the things we don't want because we're oh, living yeah. by default instead of by design. So let's talk about designing. Let's, let's talk about designing. <laughs> so one of the tools that I meditation, right. is one of those tools that everybody tells you you should do more of. And I I'll say, yes, we, there's never enough time and, and you, you can never get enough benefit out of it. That being said, um, I have found a practice that looks like feels like meditation and does a lot of the same things that meditation does. But the point of it is to really retrain how we even pay attention. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance. And clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So this uh, open focus was developed by Dr. Les Femi, and he um, developed this through the research he does at the Princeton Biofeedback Center. 
And again, his premise is that all of being in a highly stressed, um, in, in mental, emotional pain and or physical pain is all because we don't know how to pay attention properly. We, in school, I was that kid that's, you know, Mary, stop, stop daydreaming that, you know, your, your division is on your desk. It's not outside the window. Um, get to it. Right. And so I'm sure we've all had these kinds of messages about pay attention, shut out your distractions and just focus on what you're doing. And that's great if we have something for a short period of time that we need to do. Right. Um, a lion. All right. Or let's, let's pick the, uh, the water Buffalo that the lion is going to go after, right? The water Buffalo is just out there living its life. And then all of a sudden the lion picks it out as you're my next meal. And so as the lion is pursuing it, this water Buffalo is like, oh my gosh, like I got to bring in my attention and focus on this lion that's coming at me. And, you know, if then he can evade this lion and the lion goes away, then he just goes right back to being completely embedded in his environment you know, enjoying the water, the breeze, the, the bugs, the birds, whatever. Like that's what animals naturally go back to. We don't do that, right? We, we have these very intense focus periods and then we shift to something else that's very intense and focused. And then we shift to something else. We think we do this through multitasking. Like, oh, I'm, I've got my attention over several different things all at the same time. No, you don't. You're, you're narrowly focusing here and then you shift over here and you're losing time in this shift. And so every time you shift, you're losing more and more time. You're actually losing focus. So in order to break out of all of this, open focus teaches us to experience, re-experience what a diffuse attention style looks like. So again, imagine now, let's imagine the lion just laying out on the, um, uh, what do they call it? Savannah. Savannah. There you go. Yeah. They're just laying out on the Savannah. You know, they, they've had this great meal, the water Buffalo got it. Um, <laughs> and, and now they're just, again, completely immersed in their environment. And so what we do when we go into this diffuse attention, it is taking our nervous system, which automatically goes to fight or flight when we focus on something specific, right? It's automatically going there because all of our attention is, is focused on that. When we do this diffuse attention, automatically our nervous system now goes into rest and relaxation because we're telling our nervous system, we're taking this all in. It's all safe. It's all okay. We are connected with all of this, right? And we become part of it. And so our nervous system automatically and without effort goes into the state of re relaxation. And so now you're in the state of relaxation and the additional benefit that I really love with this practice is that it also puts us in that alpha state. You know, our, our, thinking um, brainwave pattern is beta, sleeping is delta. And so in between we have alpha and theta. And so we move in between these brainwave states all day long, you know, especially as we're getting sleepy or coming back, we at least do it a couple times a day. And so when we go into this diffuse attention, we're moving into that alpha state where we're still conscious, we're still awake, but it's that soft kind of awakeness that gives us access to our intuition. And you often hear um, the um, advice to imagine your future. What is the future that you want? Put yourself in that skin, walk around in that skin. This is the perfect practice to get yourself into that alpha state where you can use that state now to imagine the, the future that you um, want to become. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's absolutely fascinating and it's absolutely simple. 
absolutely well, and, and it's absolutely something most people avoid entirely. Yes. We are our our culture has an epidemic of fight or flight and the yes. brain chemicals that are dumped into the body of adrenaline and cortisol, which are designed to run away from the lion. Right. And right. if we don't do the physical activity, which most of us aren't doing physical activity, mm -hmm. we're in fight or flight. And, yeah. and the chemicals inside our body are sitting in our body going, well, how come we're not running? What are right. we doing? Right. right. And, and for men, it takes eight hours for those chemicals to get processed through your body without physical activity. For women, it's up to 24 hours. Yeah. And so you experience another stress cycle before those chemicals are ever out of your body. And it's no wonder we have an epidemic of depression and, and all of these anxiety issues exactly. because of, because, because people aren't taking the time to let their brain do the incredible things that their brain was made to do and, and get it out of fight and flight. Yeah. Stop running away from the lion. That's right. <laughs> so right. many times throughout the day. Right. And, and, and obviously we are, we're overstimulated for what our brains are designed for. Our brains, well, were, our brains are designed to be out there on the savanna with the lion. They're not designed to be yeah. in an office with technology and a phone in our pocket and all of, and cars and buildings and all of these stimulants that are, that are happening. Right. And so I love, I love what you're sharing because, because even if you don't make a plan, even if you don't design anything, if you, if you spent, 15 minutes of a day allowing your brain to just go, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to have an incredible impact on your life. And if you it take will. it to the next level and you take advantage of being in that alpha state and you start designing who you want to be, yes. how you're going to show up in the world, that'll take it to a whole nother level. And, and I know a lot of people listening, we talk a lot about the positive right? Focusing on the yeah. positive, letting go yeah. of the negative, focusing yeah. on what you can control, letting go of what you can't control. And, and so many people disregard it as woo woo. I'm yeah. telling you, your brain needs you to stop the negative. Your yes. brain is designed to have more positive inputs than negative inputs. But we're, we're so caught up in this world that sees negative and judges negative and points out negative. And I love the the example, and it's probably not even a real thing, but Einstein, you know, writes 10 numbers on the board, but he writes the nine backwards and the students yeah. are all, look, you got it wrong. And, you know, and, but that's our culture, right? We, yeah. we are so quick to point out the one wrong thing and yeah. we never compliment the nine right things. Right. And, and that switch is so important because when you start to make that switch and you start to focus on the positive and focus on what you do want, Mm -hmm. Your brain loves figuring out how to get it. It does. It really does. Right. I, I love that. I, I too talk about give your brain a new job instead of finding everything that's wrong with what is ask your brain to, I love questions like what else is possible? Um, how does it get any better than this? Um, all of those kinds of questions that now give my brain that unconscious mind a job to do that it now has, it's compelled, it's compelled to find me how things are going to get better. And so I'm never disappointed. <laughs> well, and, and the other piece is it really will solve these problems for you. It yeah. really will. It, the, the crazy thing, when you focus on what you don't have, you will mm -hmm. continue to not have it because the brain has yeah. said, okay, that's what we've got. This is right. We're, 
we're in alignment. Yeah. When you focus on what you really want, yeah, the brain's like, oh, wait, something's missing. How do I get it? That's right. That's what the brain wants to do. Right. The brain wants to figure out how do I get it? And, and it really is powerful when you start to tell the brain every day, you know, something simple as, look, I'm creating opportunities for positive outcomes and opportunities for me and my, me and my friends. Yeah. Just, just that sets your brain up to be looking for opportunities. And that's when luck comes in, right? That's, that's when great things start to happen to you. And you're like, Oh, he's so lucky. No, it's because he's telling his brain to look for those things and he doesn't walk by them. Right. It's right. Your brain is going, Ooh, I could call that person. Oh, we could partner with that person. Oh, we could make that happen. Oh, this collaboration could do this. Just like our conversation before we started recording. Right. We each named two or three people we can introduce each other to because there's alignment in yeah. in our ideas and our brains are going, ooh, that person. Ooh, oh, I yeah. thought of that. Ooh, this person would do that. Right. Because our brains are thinking about collaboration and solutions, not about, oh, this will never work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love this, Mary. I love this. Well, Love would you bring a how, new job? What do you think about having a little bit of experience with open focus? Let's do it. All right. So again, it's going to look and feel a lot like meditation. So for the listeners out there, if you're driving or operating machinery, please don't do this. Come back and and uh, do this again later. Good but call. the you know the um the instruction is going to be the same. Now, one thing I want to say before I go into this is that everything is going to ask you, all the prompts are going to ask you to imagine feeling space. Now, that is very intentional. We're all, we are all space. We're all connected to space. So when I can even imagine feeling space and I'll kind of play around uh, with the prompts and you'll see what I mean about playing with space. I, I say that because I know when I first started this practice, my inner chatter said, was going on a rant about, I can't feel space. Space can't be felt. This is stupid. Why are we even doing this? Right? So if your inner chatter is like mine, I just wanted to say that there is a purpose for this and it feels great. So right now, that's all I want you to know is that trust the process. This is really going to feel good. So let's, let's do just a few minutes of this. So again, sitting as still as you can, preferably with your eyes closed and sitting upright. The sitting upright is going to allow you to go into that alpha state without going into sleep. And before we even get started, take a moment just to tune into your body. Do a quick little scan. How are you feeling in this moment? Where's your energy level? Do you feel like you're in a state of confusion or do you feel like you're in a state of clarity? Do you notice any tensions in your body? Simply noting them. Don't need to do anything about it. Just note what's there. And now what I'd like to invite you to do is can you imagine that no effort is required to listen to or imagine what follows? And can you imagine that your imagination is very subtle and effortless and that it includes all of your senses, not just visualization. And now I invite you to imagine feeling the three-dimensional presence of both of your thumbs. 
Can you imagine feeling the space around your thumbs? Can you imagine feeling the space that your thumbs occupy? Can you imagine that the boundaries of your thumbs are dissolving? Using your experience with your thumbs, now can you use that same model and experience the three-dimensional presence of your index fingers? Can you imagine feeling the space around your index fingers? And can you imagine feeling the space that your index fingers occupy? Can you imagine the boundaries of your index fingers are dissolving? As you continue to feel all your thumbs and your fingers surrounded by space, permeated by space, occupying space, can you now imagine feeling the space between your thumbs and index fingers? Now, can you repeatedly move your thumbs and index fingers toward one another and then away from one another until you can imagine feeling the space that the fingers move through. Can you imagine that as you slow down the movement of your fingers through space, you can imagine still feeling that space that they're moving through even after your fingers slow their movement and cease to move. Can you imagine that as you open your eyes and resume your day, that you can maintain this state of open, open focus and return to it with no effort? And so whenever you're ready, bring yourself back. What are you noticing about yourself now, Robert? Do you notice any difference between the before we started and now? Not thinking. You're not <laughs> thinking. Yeah. And what is that experience like for you? I very good. Like, yeah. Being able to turn that thing off is that's a Je Jedi mind trick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, too, when I, before I found this and I was practicing meditation, that idea about, you know, watching your thoughts or stopping your thoughts and, and well, I don't know, they're always there. This by giving myself the direction or my brain, the direction to do something, I felt like I didn't have to follow my thoughts anymore. Like I was already directing them into something that I wanted those thoughts to go towards. 
Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I typically direct mine into into counting breathing, but and then it's just distracted by the by the breath work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. This is this was good. This was similar, you know, similar but different. Exactly. But with a yeah. similar result. So well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this with you and with your listeners today. I'm I love it. And it's something that I do on a regular basis, uh, on a daily basis to uh, keep my nervous system in check. And like I said, to imagine uh, what it is that I'm building. I love the acknowledgement. So I'm a, I'm a huge Victor Bach fan. Uh, you know, he wrote a, a book about how to solve all your money problems. And and his affirmations are, are really similar in, in that idea you mentioned at the beginning, like he's, he gives you the space to say, you know, I'm going to own a red Lexus LS 350. And then, but he gives you permission to say, no, that ain't going to happen. Oh, this will never work. Oh, you know, and acknowledging what's really happening in the, in the brain, because the conscious mind is rejecting those things. The conscious mind doesn't believe those things, but when you, do it enough that you get past the conscious mind and you get into okay. the unconscious mind. That's where really cool stuff happens. And, and the idea that we can, we can truly program our unconscious to be, help us become the person that we want to become is, a, is a superpower. And, yeah. and it's a superpower because so many people give up and they mm -hmm. allow their conscious mind to, to shut it down and they allow their conscious mind to focus on what they don't have, what they don't right. want, and they get right. what they don't have and what they don't want. And that's where their state of being will always be. Yeah. And for the people that are willing to push through just a little bit, just, yeah. just a little bit to start to see results. It is powerful. This is, this is, this is ninja Jedi stuff that, that your brain really does want to help you. Your brain really does want to do these incredibly good things for you, but it needs a break from right. all of this chaos around us. All the, and the, and the haves Ooh, and the man. Yes. And, and especially when you've taken on entrepreneurship, you've taken on this, this responsibility for your family and it feels different than a job, yes. although it's not typically much different than a job, but the story you tell yourself puts more pressure on you. And so helping people, you know, change the story they're telling themselves, start to design the life that they want intentionally. And then for me, it's helping them build a business around what is the life that you really want. Yes. Let's, let's create that process. Let's create that system. Let's reinvent your business in a way that honors the things that are important to you. You know, yeah. if you say going to your kids' baseball games is important to you, then why are you missing them? Right. Exactly. You know, if, if, if having money to help your parents is important to you, then why aren't you doing it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So exactly. figure out what matters to you and then start honoring it. And yes. great things start to happen when you start to honor the things that are really important to you. You get alignment in yourself yeah. and in your business and, and in your life. And it does yeah. incredible things for your marriage, for your business. So thank you so much for, for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Really My love pleasure. That. And love this, this self-leadership, um, just it's, it's so important and, and entrepreneurs that get through, even the ones that are struggling have mm -hmm. dealt with this and they, whether they recognize it or not, right. Yeah. They're, they're right. wrestling with it. They're, they're, they know something isn't right. They know <laughs> their business isn't right. They know, you know, they know. And they're convinced if I just work harder, this, this exactly. will, this will fix it. if I just work harder, it'll, it'll make it better. 
And that's why it's okay to say, look, this is the reason coaches exist. This is the piece that we can help with because I love the Chinese proverb. You can, you know, you're stuck inside the jar and the instructions for getting out are on the outside (laughs) and and you need, you need a coach or a mentor to, to help you see this and give you the guidance to say, look, all you got to do is turn the lid and climb on out, but (laughs) you can't see that when you're inside the jar. And, And, and so many, the piece I identified so much with entrepreneurs is they're a lot like missionaries and mm-hmm. there's this, this independent spirit, this mm-hmm. American, I gotta, I gotta do it. And yeah. I'm the boss. I gotta figure it out. And it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to get support. The most successful entrepreneurs have absolutely gotten coached and are getting coached mm-hmm. and are getting guidance from others. You know, Napoleon Hill talks about the power of the mastermind and, mm-hmm. And it really is tapping into a network of brains is really more powerful than trying to do it on your own. Um, so those entrepreneurs listening, you know, if, if you identified with with what Mary was sharing and and the work that she's doing and helping people become self leaders in their own life and their business, um, you know, certainly reach out to, to Mary and we'll have her contact information in the in the show notes and below the below the offerings, because we want to encourage you to, to get a coach, get, yeah. get involved with a coaching program, have a mentor, um, have some people in your life that are, that are, are able to call you out on your crap, <laughs> call you out on the lies that you're telling yourself. In a way that's going to help you. Cause I think we all have family oh, right. and friends are more than happy to call us out on our crap, but they, yeah. they don't have not, any way to offer. You know, what am I supposed to do instead? Or who yeah, am I supposed not to the, why don't you just go get a job friend? <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> no, you right. need friends that friends that you can trust and that look at look at your situation and say, yeah. I can serve you. I can help you. I can I can yeah. guide you. And and let's let's dig into this together. Um, yeah. Love that. All right, Mary, we end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom. So what would Mary's oh. words of wisdom to our entrepreneur audience be? Wow. Words of wisdom. What, what popped into my head is trust yourself. Um, and so I would say that my words of wisdom would be as regardless of what experience you are experiencing in this moment, um, especially if it's a challenge, I would just go to that place and that's then and say to yourself, I know there's part of me that knows exactly what to do in this moment. And so nice. and that kind of that question of how does it get any better than this? And then let that beautiful brain of yours, figure this out for you. Mm. Love it. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for the wonderful conversation, the wonderful connection between our spirits. I really appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you. It's been fabulous. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be, losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, 
subscribing, or leaving a review, but most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Pat Williams joins Robert on the show and talks about writing and researching some of his biggest heroes, starting with how to be like Mike, how to be like Walt, and even how to be like Jesus. Pat loves interviewing family and friends and learning about people and shares what he learns in his books. He is famous for basketball, but has a love for baseball and wants to bring the major leagues to Orlando with the Orlando Dreamers.